end of the week, Savage Mind Podcast, Savage Community, anyone that lives in this mentality, even if you don't live in this mentality, you don't take action and you listen, the hope would be that eventually you do. How y'all doing? It's the end of the week where we're at. Uh, gloomy day in Texas. Uh, I didn't get much done today. Uh, not like I had planned. It didn't rain bad. I just ended up talking myself out. See, even I do that every now and then because I, like I tell people, I just told a friend of, the, of mine this today, and I say this often. Not that my stuff's more important than anyone else's, but I don't. I don't ever have the free time. There's no such thing as free time. There's no such thing as spare time or when you're freed up. I have responsibilities and commitments to myself and my family. That doesn't mean working all the time at all. It just means things like this, house projects. Again, I feel like there's a small percentage of people out there that live different than most of society does. And um, our goals and plans are not the same as a lot of people that we know uh, if it's family members, if it's, I say social circles, but social circles, but I don't run in any social circles, circles, I could say it's just constituents, uh, people we know, and some of them are friends, acquaintances, uh, just overall society. Uh, most of what <clears throat> society wants of people I know, what they're striving towards, what they're trying to build is not what we want. Uh, I feel like it's crazy that living frugal, that less is more, living resourceful, trying to have less stuff, less debt, not keep up with the Joneses per se, not having bigger and better is actually like it's almost like what's wrong with us? Why do we not want that? So anyway, for another podcast. I need to talk about that in the minimalism podcast. We're not there yet, but we're on our fucking way. And we just made some major strides and major goals breakthrough that just happened recently. And I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to share that with people right now. So uh, <clears throat> I never have, to me, I never have time. Even if, if I'm watching a game or I'm watching TV, there's probably something else I should be doing, which is rare it's, or it's the evening. Um. Excuse me, back's a little bit tight. Um, it's a gloomy day, and I did a little bit. And uh, I did do, hey, I watched the game uh, for Texans. Dallas Cowboys won again. Woo-hoo. Yay. Cowboys Nation, Dallas Cowboys for life. See, I'm, this I don't talk about this stuff much. I watch a reasonable amount of games. Not I don't adjust my day or... Stop what I'm doing if I'm training. I have family commitments. I have podcast commitments. Whatever it is, and go watch a game. I don't do that. I know it sounds crazy to y'all. That's fucking insane, right? I don't revolve my day or my Sunday or my time around a game. Playoffs, shit like that, important game. I I may like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go get this done in the morning, or I'm going to do it tomorrow or the day before so I can watch. It's going to be exciting. Um, But I I don't do that. if I'm training or I got other commitments, that comes first. My commitments to myself come first <clears throat> because even though I enjoy that and that's entertainment, there's nothing they can do for me. Any sports team, any professional athlete, any celebrity, nothing they can do for me and there's nothing I can do for them uh, except make them richer. And I, not that it, my, my goal is not to be rich, but the thing is, is I could care less if I made them richer. But I said, 
but it's like just any small business or any entrepreneur or people we know will pay full price for things and people who are already wealthy financially, but we don't tend to do that with people we know or local or small businesses, right? Yeah, we don't. We support the people who don't need it or the people we want it to be instead of the people who it actually is and we should be supported. Again, I'm just, just brainstorming, thinking about stuff. And uh, I did do my push, I did do some push-ups. I'm doing the St. Jude's push-up challenge for uh, St. Jude's Research Hospital for Children. I did it last year, uh, 3,000 push-ups in a month. Comes out to about 100 a day, you know, whatever sets you want to do. Uh, <clears throat> You know, I, sometimes I do 25 a set, sometimes I do 10 or 15, break it down. Sometimes I'll do 20 minutes of push-ups, sometimes I'll do 30, sometimes I do an hour. Uh, it's just like mixing it up and staying, uh, keeping it interesting so I don't get bored. And I did I did do my my, my running yesterday, my training, uh, uh, being, being a runner, an ultra runner. And I'm not specifically training for anything right now, but uh, it was a nice day and I got a few extra miles. And I think I got in eight yesterday. Again, not heavy training, just base run, maintenance stuff. And I had planned to do six, and I felt good, and it was a nice day. And I knew today and a few days this week might get bad weather, so I was like, I went ahead and did it, eight miles. So I did do that yesterday, and uh, <clears throat> I was home by myself and was trying to get some things done. It didn't work out today, and uh rained, not heavy, then it stopped, and it started again, and it stopped again. I said, fuck it, I'm just going to watch a game. Uh, fam- other, my rest of my family had other commitments. I was home by myself with the animals. And I said, fuck, I need, I'll go ahead and do these push-ups. So I think I, throughout the game, I started watching about the end of first quarter. I think I did like 220. I think I'm like 260 right now. I might do another 104 bet or something. But uh, just no excuses. I mean, look, through the course of the game and drinking a mimosa, I still rattled off like 250 push-ups. I did them like 15, 20 at a time. <clears throat> Doing like... 200 crunches as well. So, I need to get on here and do this podcast. Uh, we'll talk about the, Talking about what I just said about, I can't consider us minimalist. Definitely not in the financial situation I want to be in. Savings-wise, uh, investments-wise. Uh, uh, assets. No, I'm not. I'm not, get, I'm not getting into the details and telling my business. I'm saying I'm not where I want to be. Debt-wise, we are. And I've talked about this before, about life in reverse. So people that don't know me or haven't been around me in a long time or met me later in life might say, well, you're that age and you're not more. Conventional, traditional thinking of society standards is I'm not where I should be for my age, but where am I supposed to be? Because, again, I'm just using, the only person I can use for an example is me. In my 20s and 30s, especially how I started out, I can tell you this. There was people that start, again, your starting point makes a difference. You you think about where where some people would be if they didn't have an instant network, a built-in network, and, and they were insulated. They had connections and stuff from their family. They had a platform that... They weren't in the negative deficit. They had a platform not only that they had a good launching pad, but it often vaulted them past two or three major steps of life, if not more. But from where I came from, in my background, where I was at at 
25, 30, busting my ass, working way too fucking hard. But, I mean, very one of, not very many of my friends or people I knew was a homeowner at 20 years old. That it wasn't in somebody else's name or somebody didn't give them something. And they, if I, if I look back, not, not trying to tell, sell my story, left home at 16 with no car, never returned. Managed to get through high school. Bought my first, into, but 20 years old, I had a kid, another one on the way. Was married, not saying that was a great idea, they being that young, but I also bought my first house. I put the down payment. I worked for the money. Nobody's name was on there except for mine. I wasn't even old enough to legally buy beer. I already had a 401k at 20, 22 years old. This ain't a financial podcast. I'm just saying, if I looked at what what's conventional thinking and conventional wisdom is in society, and from our age and older especially, which I try not to follow those standards and tactics no more, because I think that a lot of it's ir- irrelevant to entrepreneurship and, and hustling and grinding and living outside the normal parameters of society. Again, I'm not... I can talk about this all day because I love talking about it. Uh, we're often where we're supposed to be at that time. Like I said, at my age, in my late 40s now, don't have much long left in my 40s till I hit the big 5-0. It seems fucking crazy to me. If I can think 15, 20, 25 years ago, conventional thinking, savings, retirement, things like that, is say it like, Early 30s, I was better off than I am now. But I wasn't better off mentally or physically. I wasn't better off debt. I wasn't better off stress, fucking anxiety, the weight I had on my shoulders, the, the responsibilities that I had I had to deal with. So we strive towards a life of more freedom, even if it's coming later in life. Again, I, I, just, I just had a conversation with this, this today. Time's going to pass away either way. And, and when I was younger, what I would do is I would. And this is what people do and they don't even know they do it. Whatever your idea of success is. To society, even if they don't say this, it's financial success. I'm more about financial security. Now, I'm not saying we make a lot of money. What I'm saying is this. The, the answer in our head is always we need more to make more money. We usually need to make more money to buy more stuff. Want a newer car, want a bigger house, want a higher credit limit. I don't know that I ever save what I want to. I'm not going to quit living my life. But we strive towards living debt-free. And there's no such thing as really debt-free. You still got to pay taxes if you have a paid-for house or land and stuff like that. Which is still bullshit, but you you have to do it if you want to keep what you got. Pay you can pay a mortgage off and and or you know a car off, whatever it is. You got land. You got you know, who wants to pay their house off and then lose it through taxes? So, uh, excuse me. Um, when you have less debt, sometimes it seems like you have more money, and we're striving towards that. And we just got a major, a major, one of the biggest things in life out of the way. So grateful, so happy. We'll never take that for granted that we were able to take care of that. But it came with a lot of sacrifice. It came with a lot of not doing certain things. It came with a lot of not being available for certain things. And 
I, I know that I, I say this nearly every podcast I know. I never know when I'm going to pick back up. Sometimes I think I'm going to do the second podcast, part two on this immediately, and then something else is more, I feel like, put on me, or it's 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 consuming my thoughts, or I'm thinking about it, or it's been brought to my attention, or I can't get it off of my mind, so then I shift to that. That's okay, because there's always plenty of time, and we can talk about it any time of you know, like I said, when I start having, when I get to where I can have guests and I can go to people, or they can come here or I meet them or whatever. Maybe we talk about these same topics, but I'm able to go back and forth with someone. That that's 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 what I would want, you know. Um, when you have less debt, I, I seen this, and I'm not a fucking Dave Ramsey by at all. I'm not even where I want to be, even close. I say life in reverse. Probably to most society standards, where I'm at now is probably where I should have been at maybe 30. Where I was at at 30, I had used to have a couple of my friends tell me this. Man, my parents, are, well, I was 28, 30, 30, between 28 and 33, they would tell me I was in better position that their parents had been married 25 or 30 years in their 50s. Life don't go as planned. But if certain things would not have happened that I did not want to happen at that time, I would not have the life and the family that I do now. I would not trade that. If you ask me if I do it again, I'd do it again 10 times, 30 times, 50 times, 100 times over. But I didn't know it then. I would give up all those things again. Not that I ever had a lot, but some people, they're just never going to think that way. What I was getting at is when I was younger, I would have went back to what's easier right now. And what's easier right now don't always seem easy at the moment. Because what our mind thinks from a working class standards is I'm busting my ass. I'm getting up early. I'm going to work, taking extra shifts, working weekends, working double shifts, whatever it is. Even even if you most people do this because if they don't have the debt, there's something they want to buy. Because it tells uh, the, the, what, what we've been brainwashed into thinking is if we work harder for someone else or at a job and we make more money, then we deserve more stuff. But the mindset I have that I had to get out, I, I used to think that way, that I was willing to give up all my time and my life to have more stuff because I thought, I'd tell myself, I'm providing a better life for my family. Didn't matter that I was wearing myself out, working myself in the fucking dirt, fucking up my mental and physical health, fucking up my... My, my my fitness, my eating habits, my friendships, relationships, whatever it was, was that's what a man's supposed to do. It's, again, we'll talk about that later. It's so fucking stupid. Nobody's going to remember how much you worked. Nobody's going to remember how big your house was. They, they, they talk about that shit now. And even though we talk about it now, it still don't fucking matter. Uh, what kind of car you drove, what kind of truck you had, what was your yearly salary, what was your credit limit? Again, I'm going to say this over and over, and I have to remind myself of this. You got a thousand problems in this life, you got a health problem, then you only got one fucking problem. That's it. And that takes priority. Then none of that shit matters because it really don't matter now. There, there's certain things you got to do to accomplish certain things. I get it. And and when we started this journey and this life together, I just thought the answer can't be work more. The answer can't be give up more of our time. We, we already don't have much time left in this life anyway. And I look at that you hear that another statement that you have. Some of us were doing shit at 17 that most 30-year-olds 30 30 was doing. That's a fucking true statement if you know us. 
Not drugs. Not fucking getting in trouble all the time. Not that I didn't get in some trouble, because I did. I wasn't doing it. I drank, and I got in fights and did some other things, but it's mean we had to grow up fast. And at the time, some of us had to grow up so fast. Some of it was our own doing, but at the same time, some of us were thrown into adulthood, and we, whether we wanted it or not. Didn't matter that some of us had kids young and maybe got in our first relationship or marriage young. We were thrown into it by our situation at home. I feel like when we say life in reverse, when I said the mindset is people, society, people I know, even if they don't say it, where I'm at now is probably where I should have been at 20 years ago. <clears throat> Financially, investments, things like that. I had some, a few reasonable investments, had some good savings. But I had a lot of fucking debt. And I had to fucking, I could not turn down work. I had to be in that motherfucker. And it wasn't even a lot of nice material things. It was things I was trying to invest in and things I was trying to keep up with. And I thought I would start early and get them out of the way and I wouldn't be dealing with them. Never, life don't go as planned. What are you going to do when it don't go? Life don't, there's no, there's no fucking handbook. I wouldn't trade my life right now for that life at fucking all. At all. Ever. Um. Uh, but mental and physical health, I think it's reversed. Knocking on the door of 50 years old. Close. Not there. A little while. I'm sure I will talk about it on this podcast. I feel younger than I did in my mid-30s. That sounds crazy. Yeah. Probably, I probably feel at least 10, 13 years younger. Because of the amount of fucking stress I had on me and because of some of the relationships I had in my life and what was around me and what I was going through. I never decided to throw in the towel and do drugs or fuck up because here's the thing is I couldn't do that because nobody was going to come save me. I couldn't decide, you know what, I'm just going to fucking say fuck it a year and go back and live with somebody and maybe I get thrown in jail or I get cleaned up, I go to rehab and everybody tells me they're proud. There was no, for, the, for, for us, people like myself, giving up or fuck... Not only not giving up, we couldn't even, there wasn't a fucking week or two I could say, fuck it. There's, there are those of us out there like that. That's not, that's not an option. If you give a, people an option to be weak or strong, they're almost always going to choose to be weak. That means you'll probably do it for them. Somebody, if you don't, somebody will. So I want to, this is a point I was making is, yes, again, the amount of self-education I take in by choice with my experience, I feel like in my age, I've probably already not done even scratch the surface on places I want to travel, things I want to do, um, things I want to experiment with. Yes, investments I want to make. This ain't just about money. It's about life. If I have less stuff to keep up with, I can get more experiences. It doesn't matter how much I make. I don't need to accumulate more stuff that I cannot take with me. I need to make more memories. I need to leave a better legacy. I need to create, I need to pursue my purpose more so I can leave real generational wealth, which is fucking knowledge to my loved ones. I'll never quit preaching that. But see, a lot of people, when you make a big change in life, the people that are still in that situation, it doesn't mean, look, if some of them are unhappy, they're not going to say they're unhappy. If, like I tell a lot of my the, the, ex, people I used to work with, or ex, some of them are friends, some of them are not, some of them are just coworkers. I say, y'all make more money, y'all have more stuff, that's your goal. 
but they still seem like they hate on some of us. And I hardly have no contact with them. Some of them are on my social media pages. This is just, this is some people like this. <clears throat> they have a hard time knowing that you got out of and you left what they want to, but they're too, this is like a bad relationship. Some people are too far in. They feel like they can't walk away from it. And they're, they're almost baffled at the fact that some of us was willing to give up what we were willing to give up. Let me just remind you, if our goal was material things and money, we would have stayed where the for a working class. That's what I was getting at, working class. That's what I want to talk about, working class, which most of society in America is working class. Regardless, if you live in the suburbs and you got a fucking six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollar million dollar house, depending on what part of the United States you live in and what that what the uh, what what the housing market looks like, and you got two nice cars and both of you earn two hundred something thousand dollars between both of you, whatever it is, you know if it doesn't matter. The mindset is if if it pays well and you can get what you want, it doesn't matter if you don't like it, and that's fucking insane to think that way. I used to think that way. Um, most people would never admit that someone that has less things that makes less money that those those people some of the people that are like myself most of those people have more things they have more money they make they have more materialistic things that those people are hating on us it's a truth they would never admit it and this is how you pick up on it because they'll go back to what they, how much money they make, the material things they have, and whatever that, whatever their savings is, they'll default back to that. Because no one compares love, no one compares relationships, no one compares health, no one compares. I wish I had the time to, I wish I could make myself train like that. I wish I had that flexibility. I wish I had less stress. They go, they go to compare what you can compare. There's that's superficial. That what most of society does. And even if people say they don't do it, all money, money ain't everything. Everything that y'all post and the way y'all act says it says it is. It's not in this world. And when you live in this world, you have to separate yourself from people. That's what you have to do. Because the thing is, is I told a girl that's a friend of ours. I don't see her that often a while back. I said, and she admitted it. Cool chick. I said, we're not persuaded by that. No one can pull me in. I'm, I'm, I'm too disciplined and I'm too focused right now. But to do so, I have to separate myself and I can't be around a lot of people. I can I can talk to them in passing. I maybe can be at a function and talk to them on an as-needed basis and still care about them or just say hi or just enjoy the moment. But I can't consume because no matter if you know that you're persuaded or influenced or not, the, the truth is that that peer pressure, even at any age, from 18 to 58, your peers are pressuring you around you. Whether you whether you realize it or not, they make you think that there's a certain way you need to live and certain things you need to have or you don't fit in their social circle. Even if they don't say it, y'all know it's fucking true. So I told her this and I said, I don't feel I don't I'm, I don't feel persuaded. They can't pull me in. I'm not influenced by those things. And society, social peer pressure affects those things. She said, you know what? You're right. I said, imagine that. This is what I tell people that so many people. Don't know how to tell people. And I, I can remember a time I was like this, even though from a working class standards and, 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 and not that I ever, ever was wealthy financially, but just from working class standards, we have a problem telling people no, that we don't have the money, that we're often embarrassed, that we don't want to say we're broke or we're struggling. But we're not embarrassed to go get ourselves in debt and stretch ourselves so fucking thin and put that stress on ourselves just because of what people think. Of. Matt, think about that shit. How stupid is that? 
So what I wanted to dive into, and I want to jump in on the next podcast, I'll make sure and follow up with this. I'll make sure and follow up with this. I want to talk about what I think. This is this is my methods, and this is and this is where my mindset is. And I talk to my my family, my girls, my kid, our kids, and and spouse about this, and our grown children and our and our teenage, which is my got my dog right here. One of my dogs, my girl, is unnecessary debt is for the working class. It is, and we're going to dive into that. It's a working class trap and all of us took the fucking bait and we have for generations. Y'all stay humble and live savage. Talk to y'all later.